where me, Tara Misseldine, and my co-host Amanda Kingsley team up and take you on a journey, one where freedom is cultivated through personal development, where women connect to fuel their futures, and where wealth is created as a byproduct of being well. And today on this episode, we are going to be talking about something super timely. Back in school, everybody is. So Amanda, what do you have to be grateful for before we dive into this conversation? Well, we were just talking about her, but we have an amazing woman <laughs> who Tara has, um, who Tara rallied when the pod, I think right from the very beginning of the podcast, mm -hmm. um, she has been helping us get these episodes out to you. <laughs> so we do the recording and Kinga works her magic. So I want to say thank you to Kinga for being our sidekick in getting this podcast to our listeners. Oh, that's very sweet. And yes, she's been rallied to me since before we even launched this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Because she just kind of like added her you just kind of like swept the podcast in, which was amazing. Yeah. Well, so, you know what? You I have something else to be grateful for, but now I'm just going to piggyback on yours because I am beyond grateful for my Kinga. She is an absolutely phenomenal compliment to everything that is me and my businesses. So she is gifted in all of the areas that I am not. And therefore I look so much better than I actually am all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and she is a large part of why this, podcast gets published every week um yeah thank you for bringing that up amanda hi kinga we love you yeah we love you <laughs> <laughs> okay so today we're talking about back to school and the impact that that has and tools and tricks of the trade and i'm gonna glean a lot from you because you've done you've been to this rodeo a few times <laughs> i actually don't even know if ari is going to school this year like what's your schedule this year yeah she's four at the moment so she's yep. not going to full-time school but she is going to several other locations one is a play school that's located in northampton bloom cooperative play school yep. so she does go to that a couple days a week um and that's sort of like an informal very family-based um space where my office is uh, and then she also goes to a family daycare that's run by my mother-in-law. Um, yeah, so, and then other classes and activities, but she's yeah. not in formal school. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She'll be young, but I have one more year. Right. <laughs> I looked at the calendar just a couple of days ago, and I was like, holy moly, school is really soon. It's one of those years where it starts in August, and we probably have listeners who have already started. Um, I'm starting to watch Facebook posts go up, um, kids who are already in school, which is crazy to me. Uh, the further <laughs> south you live, the earlier you start because of the weather. Wow. Yeah. So we, um, the, so I'd say the back in school range goes from like mid August to <laughs> mid September. And then everyone's kind of like in their groove found there their place but I looked at the calendar and it's like this every parent knows these moments where you're like simultaneously elated and just <laughs> you know you're like thank goodness like school starting again oh wait like that means my kids won't be with me all the time so it's like <laughs> this weird dynamic I am very excited to get back into the school routine just because um, working from home <laughs> as somebody opens the office door and closes it. Um, 
is a challenge. And so having those school hours are, it's such a gift. It's amazing. Um, so I'm really pumped to have kids back in school and it's adjustment for all of us. Like I have a 14 year old who adjusts to sports starting and new, she's going to be in high school. So like there's a lot of emotional and like logistical adjustment for everyone, no matter where your kids are in school. Let's say even for you, Tara, like, even though you're not um, entering that formal school system yet, like the energy changes. It's like people who don't celebrate Christmas still celebrate Christmas, not celebrate. They still experience Christmas. They still partake of this. <laughs> like back to school season and the entire cultural energy is changing. And so whether you're sending your kids back to school or not, there's this shift that happens this time of year. Um, for everyone because people you know and love or people you work with are all in that transition and mm -hmm. their experience of life is shifting and changing yeah. so yeah and aria's sort of extracurriculars so many of the opportunities yeah, follow tied to the school season absolutely so her dance class starts in september right yeah season. oh um yeah yeah it's it is interesting and i I'm looking forward to next year. And at the same time, I feel like there's a certain amount of like, whoa, grief that I'm preparing for. I don't, and I don't know, I feel like most mothers might have this sensation when their first child goes to school. Full -time. It's yeah, like, absolutely. oh my God, she is so not a baby anymore. She's not a toddler. She's not even a preschooler. Now she is a kindergartner. And it's like this whole new expectation of, of the way that things are shifting and how fast she's growing up. So um. I will have sent all three of my kids to two years of preschool by the time Isaac gets to kindergarten. Um, and I remember being so surprised by, it was really hard for me to send my first okay. to preschool, but I really wanted time alone with my second. That was my inspiration. I was like, if I send her to preschool, my Mabel, who's my middle, like we will have that one-on-one -on -one alone time. Like, and yeah. that, that's so important. So that was really important for me. And then there's been different reasons each time and they love school, but that just total, like lit, like it's literally painful. Like you're just like a ball of mush. Like I don't want to leave them. Um, but I was so surprised how, I was. I will say it did not really happen with the middle, but it happened again with Isaac because it was so many years later. It was like seven years later that I sent him to preschool. Oh. And it was like heart-wrenching. Like I felt like a brand new parent all again. Like I can't leave him in someone else's care. <laughs> now this is preschool. This must be preschool that you pay for, right? That's like optional. Yeah. Yeah, we have a preschool in our school but it is paid care yeah so it's attached and is it it's full-time like kindergarten or is it a reduced you, it's totally uh, our district is amazing in that they offer three free hours of preschool um so that's pretty cool so there are some families who only send their kids for three free hours four days a week wow um then there's other families who send for a full half day. Then there's other families who send for two days, 
for four days, for five days, like any combination of preschool you want, you can get in our school system, which is incredible. Yeah, that is. Yeah. My girls did do, eventually did five full days, um, which is like nine to three. Um, Isaac does four and I, we're going to do four again. It works. It works for us. It's nice to have a day off and yeah yeah sending your kids to school is a weird thing no matter what age they are and we live in such a uh, I don't know what the word is we live in such a challenging time in terms of school and um it can happen like tragedy can happen anywhere so anytime you're sending your kid away from you for six hours of the day Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's it's hard and you you adjust and adapt and forget about the reality of that but um not only can stuff happen which we've seen in this country over and over and over again um out of our control but like they are being shaped and molded and like built into human beings by this complete this set of other adults who don't yeah yeah, and children yeah oh good point hugely (laughs) So, like maybe even more so. <laughs> even the the way she's influenced by other kids at her daycare and activities is amazing. Like it yeah. changes her behavior day to day, and we end up having to do like triage on certain things. <laughs> yeah, I feel like with all of my kids, there's like an adjustment after they get out of school in June, where I'm like, "Who are you?" And then we get back in our groove with the groove that I know as a parent spending time with them and then they go back in and you know again it's another readjustment so to me that's what back in school is 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 this episode for me is about like just allow yourself the weirdness of transition it's just like getting back in school getting back in new routines it's just like starting a new job it's just like moving to a new place it's like just allow it to be weird and awkward. It's okay. It's normal. You're, you're figuring it out. Um, and if you do that with like an intention and a knowing that it's gonna, you're going to find your groove, then you will, you'll find your groove. If you resist it and get frustrated with it the whole time, um, that's, it's going to take a lot longer. Um, so yeah, that's what back in school is to me. It's just like forgiving yourself for mistakes experiencing all the feelings (laughs) and um just being as easy on yourself as possible as you transition to this new schedule if you're like me you have three kids in three different schools basically (laughs) like different schedules um it's crazy um but it's it's awesome and watching them learn from other people and their community and other families and kids, it brings up so much opportunity to experience life with and through them. Like, yeah. you know, even the stuff you don't, you wish they were not exposed to, you're like, okay, now is the time we get to teach that lesson. Uh, thank you. For it has us. to happen. I wasn't really ready to talk to you about sex, but now is apparently the time. Um, whatever it is so it's it is all a gift I'm grateful um you know I think my kids in school is definitely dictated by finances I don't know that we would be making the same choices we are if our financial situation was different um 
but I'm so grateful for what we have. Like we have an amazing opportunity to send our kids to um, a really sweet place. Uh, you know, yeah. all my kids are in great schools. So that is wonderful. We we are not so lucky because I did quite a bit of research down here. Um, I live in Agawam, Massachusetts, mm -hmm. right on the Connecticut line, and uh, a very different community atmosphere than Shelburne Falls. <laughs> yeah. We do not, they're, the option that they had for sort of like the public um, preschool is like two and a half hours, two days a week. And that doesn't even seem like it would be helpful. That feels like it would be more work to put her in this, you know, in this program. And it is not free. There are no free options. Yeah. And if you go into private preschool, it's cost prohibitive for us for sure. Yeah, it's like really yeah, and it's still part-time. So not it, it's not doable, but that's okay because I'm not in a super hurry to like look for other options for schooling for her anyway. I feel really lucky that we have the other programs that she's involved in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like I, I have this interesting position of being very close with my sister-in-law whose daughter is exactly 10 years older than Aria. Mm -hmm. For Aria's whole life, I've kind of gotten to like gauge where Haley's at 10 years later. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she's been very transparent with me about some of the things that she's gone through in school. And I've seen the way that, you know, sort of her schooling and her activities have shaped her. And part of me is absolutely terrified. And the yeah. other part of me is like, I am glad that I have a decade to prepare myself for these conversations because. I see how fast the world moves right now, and I also can't imagine what else is going to shift and evolve in the next decade. Right. How, how much has changed in the previous decade. Yeah, it's great. It's an entirely different landscape for kids, and especially in terms of technology. and. Yeah, my know. kids are 10 years apart, my oldest and my youngest. So it's yeah. the same gap. Yeah. Same. Yeah, so my... Sorry fun for the dogs barking like <laughs> my oldest will be in college when my youngest goes into seventh grade like it no yeah we'll be almost out of college it's like a it is and so much changes so much changes so fast it's wild another thing like i think parents should forgive themselves for is there's this like weird um I don't know, it's like the story we tell ourselves that it's going to be easier once they're older and in school, because, <laughs> oh, you have all this time. And no to be independent. <laughs> I just want to say that story is not true. That it, <laughs> and I am three kids in, no no it's barking. different. Yeah. It is different, and in some ways different is easier, and in some ways different is harder <laughs> so just because they get go to school does not make it easier um i found it much easier to transport a baby around in a um car seat than to manage schedules of sports and school and all that stuff so um yeah I, it, we can barely hear that puppy. <laughs> Everyone listening understands and loves dogs, so don't you fret. I'm watching Tara's face like, the dog, the dog. I'm like, no, <laughs> let the dog go. <laughs> My home office is set up at the top of the landing of our sort of entryway. So it's the second floor landing. Yeah, yeah. 
stairwell goes down right here and she's barking at the front door at the mailman i think so yeah. <laughs> it's like echoing. don't you worry our listeners understand i know they do <laughs> um yeah do you have any questions about what it's like to send your kids to school because those might be helpful for our listeners um well i certainly do i have i mean i i want to know what kinds of you know, particularly routines or rituals you have that actually reconnect your family or keep your family connected when you are spending so much time apart and in totally different locations? Like, mm. what do you do to keep that's, your family connected? That's interesting you ask that because our family dinner schedule is so much more solid in the school year than it is during the summer. Like, Summer is just a little different. It's like a totally different routine. And we don't sit down to family dinner in exactly the same way we do during the school year. Even if we do, it doesn't have the same feel, doesn't have the same energy. And we don't have family dinner where we like, um, you know, have a formal routine. I know some people do. It's, I have tried implementing like a pull a question from the jar or like that has never really flown in my house um, as much as I like the concept of it. But simply just sitting down together like is so important and you'd be shocked how many families don't have dinner together. So that becomes even more important during the school year than it is during the summer. And it just ties everyone back together at the end of the day um, in a really, really awesome way. Um, that's, I'm going to say that is the only really, oh, well, that, that and weekends. Weekends really do change. Weekends become, yeah, because now weekends, dad's home, which is awesome because dad works all week. Um, but we've been together all week, 24 hours a day, mostly other than play dates and, um, weekends are just like every other day. <laughs> mm -hmm. So weekends and family dinners take on a whole new face once the school year starts, um, and become much different, like energetic spaces. So do all of your kids love going to school or have you ever had any times where like there's a sense of dread of summer vacation ending? Yeah, we've had both. We have had dread that summer vacation is starting. <laughs> and there's our timer. This year in particular, my teenager was like, are you kidding me? Like, how am I going to, because they're not quite driving yeah. and they're also 14. Is that right? Four, she just turned 14. Yeah. Really, really wanting to spend time with friends. Mm -hmm. So um, she was, she had a really hard time with summer starting. <laughs> and I think is really excited to go back to school and be with friends and be in sports. So we've had it on both ends. Um, I have never had full on kicking, screaming, I hate school, I don't want to go to school, but I have Definite. Well, I have with my preschooler on random days, but nothing consistent, nothing we had to really overcome. I, I feel for those parents because that's really challenging. And my advice to those parents would just be remain really curious. Just ask lots of questions like, what are you feeling? What do you want it to feel like to go to school? How can we shift things? What It's like, 
there's some great books. I just started reading how to talk so little kids will listen. Yeah. yeah. Talk so kids will listen. Um, there's one about siblings, but I can't even think of their names. Faber, Faber. We'll put a link in the show notes. Um, but I would say dig into those books for support if your kids are struggling with going to school because there's always a story underneath. So figure out what that is and find good adults to talk to about it. Mm -hmm. um, We've just had a moderate amount of, I don't want to go to school, <clears throat> which we just manage and move through. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for answering those questions. I'm <laughs> looking forward to coming up with my own answers too, but it's, it's yeah, it's a big shift. So it lean in anyone who's in any kind of school transition, lean into your friends who've done it and it will not be the same. <laughs> but just absorb what you can from their experience and weave it into your own because you're going to have your own experience is going to be totally different. Um, well, all right. Well, Any asks for you today? Yes. I actually, on, on kind of a similar note, I would love to know what the best activities you have put your kids in, like to listeners, not just you, Amanda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What have been the most positive you know, influence activities on your kids. My daughter is age four. So anything like in that age range would be most appreciated by me. But like, is it dance or gymnastics or, you know, sports or horseback riding or Kung yeah. <laughs> There's a million choices. And right. So true. Try all of, them, all of them. So yeah. What have you done and loved with your family? I love that. I love that. Um, so I want to hear those answers too. You'll have to pass them on to me. And then, um, I guess I'm curious because I have a 14 year old and because she's going to be driving soon for those who have teenagers who have hit that 16, 18 mark, like what are the, what are the, the bucket list important things that I should be checking off the list as we enter this last stage of, yeah. of parenting. Yeah. All right, everybody. Till next time.